0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast. I'm Talia Toha, and this is Six Degrees of Greatness. Now, typically, this segment, we usually bring about one, two people who are from different fields to weigh in on a specific topic. But today, I wanted to bring to you one particular person who actually has seen up to 30,000 people from various different industries congregate and just kind of exchange ideas, information, Tips, techniques, strategies, high-level and top-level ways that they increase their business, grew their work, grew their career, um, and uh, how they've been able to do that. And this particular person, Jared Easley, is the co-founder of a an organization called Podcast Movement. If you don't know what that is. It is a virtual and oftentimes, actually before COVID, it was in-person conference where all podcasters from all around the world come together. I happen to attend it, um, I think a couple of their, their conferences. It was such a blast. And um, even if you are not thinking of podcasting or you're not even sure if this is your route for you, uh, this particular episode is so important because Jared is going to be unpacking with us how exactly he grew. A huge audience and community of thirty thousand people plus, and growing actually. Um, and what are some things in the early days that he did right? Some early days, uh, maybe oops or, or mistakes that he wishes that he can um, you, he can improve. Right? These are all so great. And Jared had been kind enough to share with us exactly how he was able to do that and balance. Um, having a family life with his wife and his kids and how he essentially transitioned from his uh, then job to now owning it fully and starting to be able to pay himself a full salary um, immediately from the business and from the community that he created, which is something that I think is so fantastic to hear because it's not every day that somebody who is this successful and somebody who is this humble also graces um, uh, the stage and graces the podcast. And um, he is also, which is so cool, he's also going to be sharing with us some of the ways and some of the things that he did that essentially led to even today, actually this past year, I should say, they have guests like Mark Cuban, some really, really powerful and really top level uh, people in their community speaking and sharing all kinds of values and nuggets. Um, And obviously, if you don't know Mark Cuban, he is this fantastic. Um, and prolific business owner, um, owner of the Dallas Maverick and um, sports team if you're not in the US. And so a lot of people are coming together and how he essentially built certain relationships in the beginning to make this a possibility, so if right now you're sitting down, whatever it is that you're doing in your job or in your business, and you're kind of going, you know what, this sucks. You know, there's still a couple things that uh, is still, I feel like, is a little stuck, right? And and you're just looking for some things, some really high levers that can really change the game for you. Be sure to listen to the entire episode because. Um, I had a good time in this episode. We laughed a lot and um, you know he shared some really interesting insights, including what he learned from an impromptu party that he threw when he was younger um, and what to do if you're an introvert in this situation or if you are uncomfortable in this situation, right? So a lot of, a lot of things um, coming up for you guys. So be sure to, before we dive in, be sure to hit that follow, subscribe, add or collect and give it a thumbs up and turn on that notification button if you have that on the profile. And let's dive in. Jared, welcome to the podcast.
1: Talia, I don't deserve to be here, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are you talking about? <laughs> Usually the humblest people, I think, is, is are the greatest. Um, no, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm really excited to be a part of your show, and thank you for inviting good. me.
0: Good. I'm excited about this, this conversation, predominantly because, yes, we will be talking about podcasting. Yes, we'll be talking about podcast movement and how to grow a community and all that good stuff, and particularly things that entrepreneurs and new business owners are going to be really really excited about but first I actually wanted to kind of rewind a little bit and just chat a little bit about um, you have a military experience and whenever people who come on have some military experience I usually ask them you know a few questions as far as how their experiences were and what they've they've learned in the military and tell me so how many years were you in the military, Jared?
1: I was in for one enlistment. So for me, that was four years.
0: Mm, okay. And yeah. that's, I mean, for some people that might sound like not a very long time, but I, that's a pretty long, I would say that that's a good amount. I mean, people go to college yeah. for four straight years, right? Right. So, um,
1: some go for eight plus <laughs> them. Yeah. You know, we we'll yeah, yeah. So,
0: so yeah. did you find that that experience was like, how would you compare that? Why, first of all, why did you choose the military?
1: Oh, that's a good one. So um, when when you're young and you're kind of like broke and you're looking for <laughs> what to do with your life and then you spend the weekend watching like Top Gun and, yeah. you know, Hunt for Red October and, um, you know, all these <laughs> movies and then you're like, I've got to join the Navy, you know, like that. Yeah. that is I wish I had a better answer. But that's really what happened. I, yeah, I ran into some Financial challenges, uh, I was going to school. I, I didn't have, like, a scholarship because mm. I didn't know what I wanted to do in high school. So I was kind of just kind of skating through high school. And then uh, college, I didn't want to take out a lot of loans because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then um, – so I was kind of just working and going to school trying to – and, and yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't clear. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Right. And, um, yeah, I got, yeah, I got to a point where, you know, I was – just like okay no i need to i need to do something that has some structure that will you know keep me give me some stability and, and just give me some more time to kind of navigate and figure out who i am and what i'm doing and and so for me that was the right decision uh, to do the military and i don't uh, have any regrets from that there was uh, some wonderful benefits from from joining and uh, made some incredible relationships got to see some some wonderful places and I uh, lived in Hawaii I mean, you know I mentioned that prior to the the uh, recording and uh, you know i don 't think I would have gotten that opportunity to have those types of experiences had I not done that and some wonderful relationships like I mentioned um, like friends now to this day that I can just call up and literally in the middle of the night and you know make a joke yeah. with and laugh with and And, um, yeah, you can find those relationships in college and other places. But for me, I found some of those in the military and I really, I really uh, value those and causes that mean a lot to me. I still support some causes now. Mm. Um, I first got introduced to when I was in the military. Um, so that, that's, that's a key one, which, which had nothing to do with my training, you know, nothing to do with my, it's just something I got exposed to. And then, um, yeah, I think that just a number of things that are wonderful. I love the Polynesian culture. I love uh, that. I love that about Hawaii. So, yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii taught me a lot about relationships. It taught me a lot about um, how to get along with with people that are different. And I am, yeah. Because so when you go to Hawaii they? and you're from Alabama, like you're <laughs> totally it's very different. Like a fish out of water. Yeah, you're. you're yeah. That's yeah. It's yeah. not home.
0: So, so what was it, did you hmm. feel like, cause I mean, you mentioned relationships that people build, you know, throughout mm-hmm. college and I, that kind of got me reminiscing a little bit about some of my friends from college sure. and, and how we were able to kind of stay in touch. But I'd imagine in the military, that's even more so, and yeah. maybe because, again, like you were saying, you're kind of thrown into this uh, fire, basically, and just kind of this uh, uncomfortable situation sometimes, maybe, mm-hmm. and just kind of having to deal with it with yet another person or a group or, uh, you know, your your team or whatever it is, and and that really helps you bond. Did you find that? You were able to, and and now I'm t- I'm thinking about relationships right relationships right now just because COVID is such a prevalent yeah. topic, you know, and it's going to be going on. People are still going to be talking about this. Did you feel like it was uh, it was harder to build those relationships during? Um, When you were trying to kind of introduce yourself to all of these new environment, new kind of discipline, all of these things, or did you feel like that was something as as a product of your training in the military?
1: I I think every type of new scenario, whether it's, you know, someone going to a new school or or moving to a new place there's always some kind of challenge that comes with that so so whether it's military or not there's always something that you have to adapt to and i heard this quote i don't even know who said this quote but it really uh resonated with me is this idea of bloom where planted and um that someone had said that to me and i i i just kind of took that and ran with it like okay wherever you are it could be anywhere you know, you have an opportunity to kind of make the most of wherever that is. And, uh, you could be sad and be like, Oh, I'm not happy here and I miss this other thing. Yeah. Or you can say, no, I'm going to really, you know, try to, um, enjoy this. And, yeah. um, how do, how do you enjoy it? Well, you know, what can you learn? Well, you can learn something right. from those opportunities. You can meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. And for me, that, that challenge, uh I've always been pretty extroverted so making friends has not usually been my my problem. Um so yeah I did. I was very fortunate to to meet some very unique and interesting people that I just couldn't have met any other way. And in any other scenario and I've told stories to friends that have laughed and been like wow, you've, you've got these crazy, crazy stories. And it's like, I look back and I'll be like, you know, at the time they didn't feel that crazy. But now I look back and be like, yeah, these are not, these are not normal stories that just most people have. Yeah. Um, what I, are some
0: of those stories that you can share with us?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, the the well, appreciated version. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, some of them are, some of them are interesting. Um, uh, Here's here's a random story though, that I think is funny that, that it's uh, random and, um, tells you a little bit about life but one thing that surprised me i remember this was actually when i was living in connecticut um and i was in a new environment i was missing home i was kind of you know fish out of water there as well and uh, it was you know, monday night in the barracks it's all guys um you're just around all guys so there's no you know girlfriends no no wives nothing like that it's all these single dudes and you know they had a flat flat screen tv big screen tv and everybody uh, on Monday night would go into the lobby of this barracks building and they would watch wrestling. And, um, I grew up watching wrestling as a kid, like the Hulk Hogan days. Yeah. And, <laughs> so I, I really appreciated wrestling at that stage of my life. Like I loved yeah. uh, that those types of characters and those types of stories. And I know, you know, I know it was fake. Um, but i loved it i absolutely loved it so i had not watched it in many many years i'd kind of fallen out of it and so when i was in this group um watching wrestling it occurred to me as as i looked around the room and i looked at the different people that i was sitting next to like these are people it's the hispanic kid from southern california it's the farm kid from iowa it's the uh you know the the kid who grew up in the ghetto in chicago it's uh, just just the most diverse random group of people you could possibly put together <laughs> um that you wouldn't be in this group any other way and yet here we are all watching wrestling and like cheering for the good guy and booing the bad bad guy and i like i remember thinking like wrestling brings people together <laughs> you know? like, yeah. the, like this is this one random thing that i guess everybody in this room has in common is we're all watching wrestling and um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know like, that Hal sounds Kunkin so so <laughs> so really strange, but yeah, that, that was that was something I look back and I have a lot of fond memories of that. Like I, I actually ran into a wrestler, um, in Orlando that uh, was during that same time period, and um, I got to say hello to him, and I said, you know, there was you know a couple of uh you know months there where I was kind of in some <laughs> challenging times, I was trying to yep. figure things out, and. Uh, you know those Monday nights watching you perform like that—that that actually meant a lot to me at that that t- <laughs> time in my life. And and that person was very gracious. It's like I appreciate you sharing that. You know, I don't yeah. always hear those things.
0: And yeah, I think there's something. Um, there's definitely yeah. something about. I feel like. You know, TV and entertainment in the mm-hmm. form of things that that are streaming into your homes. You know, people mm-hmm. are in their pajamas and socks, and it just kind <laughs> of just that intimacy of being able to be there, whether you're actually aware of the audience or not, but just being there with them, and and then them feeling like you're there with them in their living room. It, yes. it really just takes things to another, uh, you know, to another level. Now, I <laughs> did want to ask you actually, yeah. and I. I glad that you share that the anecdote because because you know with people coming all together in weird situations sometimes unexpected situations was it, was there ever a time in the military where you felt oh my god this is too hard like this is too hard you know whether that and you don't even have to be specific yeah as over far and as over. The, yeah. yeah okay so what was what was mm. the most difficult you know, time, what was that like?
1: It, it could be, I mean, I mean there was the first time I actually went to sea, I was on a, a submarine and we were, um, we were, we, we were, had not um, dived. We were surfaced mm. and it was a terrible <laughs> storm. And so I don't even recall why we had to be on the surface, but for some reason we had to be on the surface and it had to be for an extended amount of time. And so a, a submarines moored, designed for being underwater not necessarily um floating on top i mean it, it can but it's not like a boat um so the rocking and the waves and everything it was just uh, awful and, yeah. and and that was my first experience of going out to sea in a submarine i remember mm-hmm. i was already kind of anxious about that and it was very uh, uh rough and and i was just eventually i got really seasick because yeah There's no windows in a submarine, so Mm. you're you're just kind of walking around like a building that's just shaking, you know. Like and and you're like, I had a literally had a garbage bag tied to the belt loop of my pants, and I would get sick into this garbage bag and and keep working. That's that's
0: what it was like.
1: And I, I mean, that sounds awful, but that's, that's the truth of it. It was, there was none of this. Well, let me just go lay down and,
0: and rest
1: <laughs> like you would on a cruise ship or something. I mean, it was, no, we're working here. This is serious. You know, this is, yeah. And, and uh, i never forget. Like if every time I go to sea is going to be like this, I have made the worst decision of my life. <laughs> um, thankfully it wasn't like that every time, but that particular time was really, really bad. And that was one of those moments where it was like, what have I done? What yeah. if I, um, of course, you know, you you, you get through it. And yeah. um, thankfully I did, but uh, <laughs> that was a particular day where I was, I was questioning everything.
0: I don't
1: know why I'm here. Yeah. You know? I think
0: this is a question that I feel like a lot of people get, <laughs> and it's funny that you mention a cruise ship sometimes. And I, I get these experiences sometimes with certain, I guess, you know how sometimes on, on vacations they, they create these packages and you're, and you, you did it, or, or I guess, uh, excursions, right. You did it. And then in the middle of it, you're kind of like, why did I did this? But I think even in, in business, right. And jobs, careers, and specifically for your case, you were in the middle of the submarine and you can't get out. There's no way nope. out. Nope, you're no way you're out. just in it. You know? You're know, you in it and you're in the middle of it. You're working. No one's going to pat you in the back. Well, maybe somebody did. I don't know, but <laughs> no one is going to suddenly fly you back home. And mm. so what was that? What was an internal conversation after you said, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Yeah. What, what brought you to the other side. Like I, there, okay, I had I,
1: to, I had to adapt. And for, <laughs> me, for me, adapting meant, okay, I have to make connections. I have to have meaningful friends, um, mm. people that I can laugh with people. I can joke with people, any way to kind of decompress because there is so much stress in those types of environments. And uh, that can really, really be challenging in and of itself. Um, just like, you know, it would be for anybody who's in a really intense new environment, and they're missing home, and you yeah. know, there's a lot of a lot of emotions that come with that, and you're learning something new, and so you're you're you're, you're kind of lacking confidence because you're not yeah. you're not fully um, trained, and you're, yeah, you know, you know, you know what I mean. There's just a number of things you're you're feeling yeah. inadequate, and I'm like I'm really helpless here, so right, um, you're latching on uh, to connections and and making. Uh, relationships, uh, at least for me, that's what, that's what I would do. And um, another thing that, that meant a lot to me at that time, I was allowed to bring a guitar and I, I've played guitar for a long time. And um, so I would bust out the guitar uh, every now and then. I didn't have tons of free time, but there was times when I did and I would break out the guitar and then next came, you know, there's like several people sitting around me, hey, <laughs> play, play this. And, um, then next thing you know, you got like a group of guys singing
0: like
1: like, to me, that's kind of a funny memory that really I appreciate. And and still to this day, people will um, comment about that. Hey, some of my favorite memories of, of, you know, working with you during that time was when a group of us would get together and we'd sing and like we would sing country songs or we'd sing, you know, whatever songs people knew that I could figure out how to play on the the guitar. But, um, you know, that was, (laughs) like a, a stress reliever and it and it turned out to be like a real camaraderie builder and yeah. um yeah there's just things like that, that that you look back and be like you know I really appreciate that that was a simple thing you know that yeah. was that, that had nothing to do with social well, media likes and, and it had exactly to do with, um you know all these things that we are are you know filling our days with now um i didn't have access to email on the boat at that time I didn't have you know I just well all I had was the people I was working with and, and mm-hmm. a guitar and we had some free times so we sat and we sang Garth Brooks or whatever it was and, and, <laughs> yeah. and people had the time in their life And they were like this is you know this is great and yeah and, you
0: know, well it, I wasn't love- that, it wasn't
1: that great but it was <laughs> you know, like,
0: yeah. yeah the yeah. part where you were sitting around with other people that was mm-hmm. great right that's exactly what right. you were highlighting and I love that you brought up not mm-hmm. just the people around you that you've then basically risen up to to show up to serve in your own way. You weren't thinking about mm-hmm. serving, but you're just kind of saying, hey, let me just do something. And here it is. And people drew, mm-hmm. you know, they got attracted to your, obviously the music at first, but then became fast friends. And then also the creative side of it, which kind of brought me to, I think a lot of people who are obviously you know if they're in the fast paced world they have a high kind of demand career they're thinking about their business they're starting their business even and uh, or anyone who's sort of basically looking into getting ahead right they're always kind of i think there's an element of they're suppressing sometimes they're suppressing certain things and they're just kind of pushing things to the, to the side right Did you find that that was the experience that you had as well in the military where, you know, maybe certain things you didn't have the time to deal with it at that time, but then had to deal with it after you got off duty or, you know, went back home to visit your family? Was there ever a case like that at all, Jared? Uh,
1: There was a lot of that. um, But at at the age I was at, at that particular season of my life, I didn't always kind of recognize it for what it was. So, So it was kind of a survival mindset like, like emotionally, um, you know, yeah. what, what do I need to do to, to navigate the moment I'm in? Yeah. And, um, for me that was, you know, faith that was, um, you know, really digging into, um, the Bible and, and, um, roots that I had you know, growing up in church. And another thing that, that meant a lot to me and, and that really helped me, um, was just, uh, being able to kind of look to people that, uh, were, you know, senior to me and, mm. and just kind of, uh, I didn't realize it, but it was indirect mentorship
0: Yeah, is what it yeah. it yeah.
1: Um, I think for me it was just, you know, hey I am looking for some people to connect with and talk with and be friends with. And yeah. those people are older than me and they've got more life experience than me, but it was, it was kind of, you know, pursuing and seeking mentorship. Yeah. And, and so th- those types of things helped me to navigate, um, you know, a lot of different things and and it served me well moving forward as I, you know, eventually, you know, got out of the military and and, uh, got into, you know, other things another career. Yeah. um,
0: I always believe that as well, as far as mentorship, you're right on mm -hmm. point with that. I feel like at any stage, whether you're, Young or older, or just midlife, or you know, you're just starting out in your career or your business or whatever it is. You always need those almost those three levels of, yeah. I guess, uh, people around you, right? So one where you know, they are slightly ahead of you or maybe far, far ahead of you. Like you're, you were saying mentors, people who are older, who are in places that you're looking forward to. And then also people that are your peers, people that you're like singing, you know, and, and playing the guitar around. And then also maybe even people who are just up and coming and entering a space or a position where you were in a year ago or six months ago or whatever it is. So I feel like that Those three different groups really create this not just balance but perspective right in in determining okay this is what 's important because otherwise you get so tunnel vision and you get so hmm. i guess uh, i want to say maybe wrapped up in the situation right, right. so I like that you're you 're bringing that up now, you did mention. Um, that you did move on to other you know careers, and obviously you're in charge of the the giant podcast movement community which we're going we're gonna be talking about in just a little bit but you know you you were talking in another episode uh, of a not my episode but uh alicia Pierre's uh business infrastructure at another podcast That's about better. how yeah. <laughs> Yeah, about how you were transitioning from your project management job over to uh, essentially, you know, creating this group, a community around podcasting. And I remember you mentioned in that interview that you were saying how it was difficult, right? In the first few years, it was so difficult Mm -hmm. because you just can't, sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, right yeah. and you were saying how your your wife had mentioned a couple of things about how you know that had become your your second you know, not second income. Yeah, po- but podcasting was
1: my, my mistress, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: which, I is love- which
1: is a funny thing to laugh at, but at, but at the same time, it's like, oh, no, you don't want, I don't want
0: it anything in my so life. It is so hilarious. That is so hilarious. But if you think about it, that's probably true. Even mm-hmm. if you have a hobby that you're deeply passionate about, even if you have... Um, you know, I don't know, kids that takes up the rest of your time, right? Anything can be a quote unquote, mistress, right to any of mm-hmm. us, if it takes up all that time. And then it means that the main thing that has all we always revolve our, our lives around, sometimes takes a back seat. So how did you navigate, you know, creating that new business without maybe sacrificing your family life? Like, what did you do?
1: Ooh, I would love to lie to your listeners and say I <laughs> handled that with, with excellence. And no, I, I actually failed um, really in that area. Um, I, I didn't handle it well. And I, and yeah. in retrospect, you know, I look back and I, I can own that now, but at the time um, I justified things that, that were not necessary as I'm building for my yeah. future and for my family. And you know, that was the, in uh, and, and, in my heart, in my mind, I really believe that you know okay i 'm yeah. creating something i 'm doing something, and because i 'm doing something, this requires work and this requires sacrifice and um but the mistake that I made that I hope that people will hear is that um there were many, many times when I was so focused on that that i wasn 't present with my daughter or i wasn 't mm. present with my wife, and I look back now and I realize, okay that that was the area that I I could have done a lot better at. And if I had to do it over again, I would make sure that I was more balanced in that area. But I was so hungry and I was so eager and, and just wanting to to try to make something and, and grow it and help it grow. And um, so I, so I took something that, that, that is for the most part innocent and that is for the most part good um, but I allowed it to consume me to a level that wasn't, and um, and so that that's a cautionary tale. I hope is 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 it can be great to have an agenda, yeah. to have a focus, and to have a goal, and um and you have to have those things to 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 do well and to to be be successful and to um, to make things happen in your life. But it, if it becomes something that that is uh, preventing you from just having you know a conversation without looking at your phone when you're talking to your spouse, then that's, that's not uh, necessarily what you want either. So um, yeah, those are, those are the things that I learned during that, that time. And, and, and I'm thankful now that in the midst of that, um, you know, there could have been some really great frustrations and uh, arguments and and a lot of other things that, that uh, could have escalated. And thankfully they didn't. My wife is extremely gracious and, um now you know we've um we're not in that same place that we were during that grind uh season yeah and, uh, and so i'm I'm grateful uh I really have to give her credit that she was the conscience uh many many times when I wasn't and should have been and and so um yeah i look i look back at that particular season I had lost my job as a project manager, getting into new, a new venture, realizing the most practical way to do this was to um, have, um, some kind of day job that had, uh, flexibility. So I was a contracted, I was a 1099 uh, project manager and some of that required a lot of travel. Uh, yeah. I was working with different clients and, um, and so yeah, I was so working during the day. Yeah. And then, and when I wasn't working on that, I was working on the current business that my uh, business partner and I run now, what you mentioned is a podcast movement. And for the first four years of that, um, existence we were seeing validation and we were seeing promising things and and there was you know even some money that was made and uh but but we were very very um careful and to the point where whatever money was made we actually didn't pay ourselves and that took a lot of discipline because um i would love to tell you we were just you know doing amazing financially as a family in that that couple of years but there, there were some rough days during that time, uh, that was not easy. And, uh, my wife was working and she was kind of having some challenges with her work. And then, you know, I'm working like yeah. a crazy person. And then I'm doing, trying to work on this business on the side and then we have a young one and yeah. Um, so man, tell, yeah. tell
0: the audience how long, like that was, how many years was that again? That the, that was, the grind years.
1: Yeah. the from, well, I mean the, the company technically started 2014, Um, the connections that led to that started in 2013. Um, but you know, the business itself started 2014 and then it was 2018 before we actually were in a position to leave the day jobs and actually work full time in the company. And that we, even then we had a six month window, a a runway, if you will. Um, which was again, just trying to be responsible, just trying to, um, okay, we're going to give ourselves six months. We're going to bet on ourselves. So to speak, we, we, up to this point we 've validated everything we 've checked all the boxes we 've been responsible we 've saved our money we 've done these things so now we 're going to give ourselves six months to pay ourselves and see where we can go with this and you No know, looking back ever since then i mean it's, that was uh, January of two thousand and eighteen now you fast forward uh, you know a couple of years later, and we have a team we have people that are full time staff that um, you know they they have their salaries and they have their health benefits um, yeah. through, through this company that was created, and so so it's th- this opportunity created jobs for other people and it's, right um, you know we have contract workers too that work with us so it's 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 like a little family you know yeah. it's um a
0: and it wonderful takes time responsibility
1: and it has, yeah. it has taken time yeah and I would love to say you know we did it all perfectly but you know I don't know there is a perfect way <laughs> to do it I think you just do it and in our case we got to a point, of you know, through being very patient, uh, Mm -hmm. very diligent and resilient and all those things. And then uh, finally we were in a place where we could uh, go full time. But even then that wasn't the promised land. That was just the beginning. It was like, okay, now we're full time. Now we, now we really, you know, this isn't the time to go play golf. Like this is the time to (laughs) to,
0: to get serious even more. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. And I (laughs) love that. What I love about your story here, Jared, is that, you can kind of see the process here. And I always talk in, on the podcast about how a genius does take time, you know, and, and whether that's six months or six years mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. six weeks, whatever it is, it does, it will take time. We don't know how long it is. It's just going to take, mm-hmm. it's just going to run its course. And I think the thing that really... Uh, surprises me is a lot of business owners that come or want to be business owners that come to me. Some of my students, they're Italia. You know, I how long will this take? Like, how you know, how how long? And this is taking too long. You guys have been in it for like three months, like, that's not even you know, and I think it's, it's, um, and a lot of them say, you know, my parents are starting to get impatient, the husband, the wife, whatever, and the kids. And I think it just depends on where you want to go and the sacrifices that you're willing to make. Right. And I think it's so important to get those people in your lives involved so early on that way, it's a journey together. They're as clear, right. As clear as possible on, Hey, look, this is going to take time and I need you to, you know, uh, you know, we love you. You know, we, we need to be together in this and it is. Can such... I share a quick story yeah, about that? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry to
1: to, to jump in, but th- th- this is, this is really something that's on my heart. And I, I, I want people to hear this. Um, that yes 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 amen to everything you were just saying because there's such a desire to to do something and do something has meaning and impact and you know you want to be successful you're excited and you're you're putting your all into it and you know you're invested and and then it's not producing that fruit right away and and then people give you these cheesy analogies like well rome wasn't built in a day and you gotta (laughs) you gotta plant the garden and the garden doesn't grow until the springtime and you're like shut up (laughs) you know like <laughs> I remember people telling me that I was like, yeah. I don't want to hear that. I want, I need success. Now. Now. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, but yeah, man, those analogies are true. And I, I wish I could tell you there was a faster way. Um, it takes time. And yeah. man, that's,
0: terrible answer that's
1: not the answer anybody wants yeah and Um, i
0: think it's what's what i love about you bringing up these analogies is that mm -hmm. because if rome was built in a day it's also going to fall down in one day (laughs) (laughs) right like the concrete's gonna you know let Mm -hmm. go everything is going to fall apart Mm -hmm. i think the same thing with fitness analogies like you you know Mm -hmm. you're talking about wrestling earlier if Mm -hmm. you know if you bulk up in just one week Something in your body, even if it's possible, <laughs> something in your body will have it will have repercussions later right like that's yeah. it's not natural like you have it's it's kind of like um yeah, I absolutely agree with you i I mean I look at the example of of babies you know they they mm. were born not knowing anything except for sleeping and eating and then mm-hmm. you know and then they cannot really become full human beings and and just kind of functioning uh people essentially until they're maybe in their you know five six years old that's a long time then that, that's a human being right so uh, and they should have all of the mechanics right all you need to do is just feed them and so if you're, you know, you're talking about those analogies, it just makes me laugh. But I, I agree with you. I think everybody goes through that feeling of like, oh, stop it with that. I don't want to hear it. We want it now because I want to do something meaningful, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But it is. Well, I,
1: I had family um, and not always to my face, which is, you know, not not the best either. But I, I had family to my face and not always to my face. That would say, eh, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. If you, tell me about this
0: again. Like,
1: yeah, they're, they're questioning you, and 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 some in in the spirit of, of they love you, and they're just looking out for you, and then others
0: a little less probably,
1: so. are probably judging a little bit yeah. or a lot. Yeah, and uh yeah, when you when you're not, you know, seeing that result, um, in a you know, what could be what you thought was a reasonable time frame, there can be folks in your life that will challenge that and that will say well this is clearly not
0: <laughs>
1: to, to, to your day job you know yeah. um, th- 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 their intentions are probably will you know they, they mean well but um, they don't know they, yeah. they it's foreign to them they're not they're not making the effort they're not producing the sacrifice that you are and yeah. they haven't seen the validations that, that right. you have and yeah so because uh, if you're doing it right there is enough validation to keep doing there there's a difference in giving up versus this is working i just need to grow it some more right um right. and 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 you know just see it through and I, so many people have given up way early yeah. um when they when they had some validation they just yeah. they just didn't see a result that they thought was reasonable in a in yeah. whatever time frame they thought was appropriate but um so, so I, but I don't mean to cut you off but that happened and that was hurtful and my wife uh bless her i love her um she she went through that struggle as well like why are we doing this? Like, why are you doing this? Why? why, why? Because this is a lot, this is too much and mm. we should see a result from this. And it was after the fact it was, it was, it was a few years later when, you know, we did have uh, some paychecks and they were yeah. bigger than I would have made from a day job. And there, there were, there were some ways to tangible, you know, to, to look at this and measure this and say, okay, Oh no, 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 this really did work. But until that happened, Everybody's just like Jared's crazy. All yeah. like, like, yeah. like. I think he's making some decisions that yeah. probably aren't wise. And now they don't say that. They right. they look <laughs> at me and be like, "That was brilliant. You're so smart." You know, yeah. like you weren't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> You thought I was a fool, you know, like, like, and and you were, you know, up until that point, you know, you had every reason to believe that, but yeah, but but you, you weren't supportive of me. You were making fun of me, you know, and like yeah. now, now I'm now I'm the smartest guy alive because yeah. it worked. So well, I'm so glad that, that, that you that's brought. The, that's the brutal part. That's of the
0: up. irony, right? That's the yeah, irony. Yeah, you, well, and I love until that until you, you hit up. it,
1: you're, you're yeah. crazy. But once yeah. you hit it, everybody loves you and they're they're proud of you and they're like, oh, he did
0: it, you know. Yeah, He's and amazing. I love and I love that you brought up this validation idea, mostly because we, I don't know what it is with human beings, but I feel like we tend to listen to, you know, of of course, the vocal minority that are like, oh, you're what you're doing is wrong. But if like you were saying about validation, if you are, if you are having, you know, people who work with you, whatever your business is, and they are coming to you and saying, hey, this is amazing. uh, So thank you so much for doing it. Then you know, maybe start listening, right. And just be like, okay, those are the people that I need to kind of uh, open my ears to. And then the other ones, you know, they're maybe they're just relatives who have nothing better to do, you know, and, and they are always going to be saying that there's always going to be people. And I find that with Having worked with people in various stages, it almost doesn't matter. I feel like even as uh, even as you grow, the more advanced you get, there's still going to be uh, maybe I wouldn't say trolls, but people who maybe uh, doubted you in other ways, or maybe have different opinions about how you're running things or what's wrong with it. Right? Like it just there's never going to be a time when a hundred people, hundred percent of the people say this is amazing because you're not trying to cater to everybody right so I love that analogy and I think it's also good that you brought up how you know everybody's suddenly a believer you know once you've proven the point but Mm. in reality you and I are probably doing that with other things too right like if we watch like a trailer of a movie and we're like what is that? I remember watching, and this is going way back now. I remember watching the first trailer for pirates of the Caribbean and okay. watching Johnny Depp doing his crazy thing on, on screen. And I was like, what is this movie? This is not going to work. And it became kind of the biggest <laughs> franchise ever. And you that's just kind funny. of go, okay. So that's kind of, I mean, we make those judgments as well totally. on other things. Right. So I think just, being- I, I,
1: did, I did it just recently, actually. I, I, <laughs> I judged a Netflix show that my wife wanted to watch with me. <laughs> hey, let's watch this show. And I'm like, oh. And then we started watching it. I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. Like, <laughs> what was, it? What was uh, it? It's called Outlander, and it's really okay. good. I heard it's that's good. Yeah, it no, is I, good.
0: Yeah. I heard that's good. I haven't tuned in, but I heard that's yeah, good. When I, when
1: I first – like what is this about? What is this? And then I was like, Oh, I don't want to watch that. And then I yeah. started watching. I liked it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This
0: is this is interesting, right? Like we do this mm-hmm. with food. Like when we look at menu, restaurant menu, we've never tried and we're like, that doesn't look good at all. We're going to go right Uh, until somebody says, oh yeah, it's good. Then you're not going to tune in. So, uh, Mm -hmm. so I want to touch on, so we've talked about and we touched on podcast movement a little bit for those of you guys who are, who still don't know what that is and living under the rock. It's one of the biggest, if not the (laughs) biggest podcasting community, online community in the world. Uh, So go check it out for sure. But I wanted to ask you, Jared, what? was it like growing that community i know that you got mm. people who validated your idea but maybe you got certain points in the in your journey you were like i'm not so sure if this is the right thing to do, like talk us through some steps as far as what people can do if they have a business, if they have an idea where they can rally people who, who uh, obviously are also in the sa- on the same page and want to build that community.
1: Yeah, our, our my business partner and I were not the sharpest tools in the shed. So we weren't the smartest people in the room. Uh, but what we um, what we could do is we could create an environment and create a way for people to come together that were very very passionate about a particular topic. And in this case, it's podcasting. And so that I think um, was step number one is how do we, you know, how do we get podcasters together and podcasting? If you think about it, it's not just um, like the conversation that the Tali is doing uh, when we're talking business. There's, there's comedy, there's uh, audio fiction, there's um, true crime, there's, you know, religion, there's, there's education, there's art, there's all kinds of uh, podcasts. And, and um, at the time when we started this, there wasn't a lot of crossover from those categories. There was, um, you know, tribes, if you will, there's groups of people that are just kind of hanging out in their categories and not really um, kind of bouncing over to the other groups. And um, we saw an opportunity where, okay, if, if these groups could come together and kind of talk about, well, this works here and and then hear about, well, this worked over here, um, there could be a really awesome synergy and a collaborative environment where podcasts can continue to grow and more people could get into it, more people could share their voice if they can kind of learn, well, what works universally, what, what are some good things that work? And, and, you know, and that took some time too, because you have to build some trust and you have to get to know people and you have to, you have to be in some uncomfortable um, situations where you're around people that probably wouldn't be your, your buddy or sit with you and sing songs on a submarine or whatever, but (laughs) um, you you, you get to know people that are in different segments and, and then slowly, um, you know they kind of connect, and, and so it's been a a great joy of of from our perspective to see uh, circles and in, in these different um, categories overlap over the years where that wasn't really mm. happening before, and now it, it really has. It's created so many awesome uh, opportunities for people that are learning from others that that wouldn't probably have done that any other way, and and yeah, so it is. It's a wonderful community, but really we weren't like I said we weren't the the smartest business people, we just saw, okay, there are people that want Uh, to come together as podcasters and there's an opportunity for these other groups to come together. And if we can all come together and we can kind of learn from each other, then there there's, there's some really awesome things that can happen for everybody. And that was uh, what we noticed. And that's how we were like, okay, how do we facilitate that? And it was just coming up with um, unique ways to try to do that. Some, some of it was in-person meetups, Some of it was, you know, live conference, you know, events with like a trade show and all those things. And then um, that, you know, led to Facebook, a Facebook group, which has almost 50,000 people in it now, which is insane. Uh, when we first started this thing and it had, you know, we, we were, we were thrilled when we had a thousand people we were like, I can't believe we had a thousand podcasters in this group. That's amazing. Um, Cause that really didn't exist a few years yeah. ago, believe it or not. So um, yeah, that, that, I mean, just seeing, you know, Little things just kind of build and yeah. a little momentum here, and then you know one person is uh, getting something out of it, and they're telling their friend and inviting their friend, and that, that kind of builds over time. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite stories um, is the the bird watching lady. I, I won't name her. I love her. Uh, <laughs> if she's listening, she'll she'll know who she is. But. Um, she's a sweetheart she she does podcasting about bird watching and she's in, in that particular niche she's respected she's you know visible she's known um people trust her she's got you know some clout and um so she has a, a really good podcast for that and She's attending one of our in-person events, and this is pre-COVID, of course. And uh, I'd asked her, I was like, "We well, you know there's a lot of sessions. You know, there's over 100 sessions at the the this conference. Like, which one has like really, you know, been the one that you felt was?" beneficial or that you enjoyed and 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 i i didn't know what her answer would be but it, it, her answer definitely wasn't what i thought it actually ties back into what we we're talking about earlier she's like oh that's an easy answer the answer is the wrestling guys and, and I, <laughs> I, started, I started just cracking up i was like really the wrestling guys well it turns out you know there's guys that um, do a wrestling show and they talked about how they do their merchandise and how they do live mm. podcast shows where people buy tickets and attend their show. You know, of them mm. doing what they do on their podcast, um, and and a number of other things. How they how they um, ideas on how they uh, do engagement with their audience and uh, just some really out of the box thinking. And she's like, I just got so many ideas from that. Like I would have never, you know, I would have never got that had I not gone to this session. And to me, that just made me laugh. It was, it was, it was more validation to when I was in the Navy and I was sitting there looking around this room, a guy saying, wrestling brings people together. It was the same exact thing. Yeah. Wrestling brings people together. Yeah. So we're at a podcast conference at a, a bird watching ladies listening <laughs> to a wrestling podcast, getting ideas for her podcast yes. that. Are working for this other again? This this, this synergy. Yeah, you know, where, and where I, are these two going to connect any other way? They're Never, not going, but
0: never. they did it
1: at a podcast call.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I love that you you're, you're oh. bringing up this bird lady and her interest in in wrestling, just because they feel like two. Oh yeah, she can care less about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Two. <laughs> she separate, don't care about
1: wrestling, but yeah. she cares about what these wrestlers are doing. That's working on their podcast. Exactly. And that that,
0: that yeah. resonates. So I, and I, I can totally relate because sometimes I find myself like, you know, just glossing through, uh, I don't know, magazines or articles on things that have, I have complete, like zero knowledge on completely, you know, I'm not a big sports person. I know a little bit, but I do catch up on that sometimes, right? Uh, it, even music, right, is one of, are one of the things that I'm like, oh, okay, how are they doing that? I've, I don't listen to I don't know, house music, like that's not a thing for me, but I was checking out, okay, who's who's doing well and what is it about it that that's doing, you know, so I think there's definitely value you were saying in, in terms of all these crossovers, right? And just kind of learning from things that normally you wouldn't otherwise learn from. And mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. I remember there's a there is a a time when my daughter was learning something and and we talked about something completely different we're talking about like history and that for some reason had made her understand the the word problem that she's dealing with so that kind of was really a wake-up call to that kind of answers that that question of okay well why are people interested in other things and learning from other things so I love that you're letting the community grow organically, and you're kind of tuning in and listening to, okay, people want that, and that's we're just gonna we'll let them have it, and let just let them kind of grow organically together and create the program, podcast movement program organically over the course of the years, right? Talia, I got a story. I, I gotta
1: share it. <laughs> yes, I know. I Is know you're like, oh, lady? stop it, stop Is it. it. No, another that, that, bird lady. <laughs> I wish there was a bird lady in this one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, or another this,
0: this, wrestler.
1: This, uh, this has nothing to do with wrestling or birds, I promise. This, uh, When I was in high school and my sophomore year, I started a new school. And it was a large public school in the city that I lived in. And I was coming from a, a much smaller school and didn't really know anybody <laughs> and feeling, you know, yeah. a little bit anxious, a little yeah. intimidated. And so I start, I start this school And I'm kind of, uh, you know, a couple weeks into this school and I, I'm, I'm starting to figure out who's popular, who are the athletes, who are the (laughs) nerds, who are the, you know, who are the different groups. And, um, I, I was certainly not, uh, you know, popular because I was new. I didn't know these people. I didn't, you know, I'm at a new school and, (laughs) and, um, what happened was my mom, for whatever reason, uh, probably bad decision on her end, but she was going out of town for the weekend. I had somehow convinced her that was okay for me to not go with her. And I don't know why she agreed to that, but, but very reluctant she did. She agreed to it. And so when I found out I was going to be home, by myself for a weekend. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And I, did, <laughs> I, did, I made this mistake, this terrible mistake. I, I told this guy that was in my history class, he was a football player. He was pretty, you know, well known and uh, kind of had a big mouth. And, you know, um, I said, uh, he had asked me, oh, you know, Jared, what are you doing this weekend? Well, oh, my mom's out of town, you know? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, Jared's having a party. And and I was like, Hey, I guess I could have a couple people over. Well, big mistake because he he starts telling everybody that yeah. he knows yeah oh this guy in my history class he's having a party on this night and i, I then i'm scared because i'm like well if i don't have this party i'm gonna look like a uh, yeah I, i'm gonna be a social oh, pariah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I, and, and so i i'm kind of nervous about this i'm like what do i do and well the right thing is to not do it but at that, <laughs> at that point i was so worried about my socials just Standing. status, which is like, I've got to commit to this. I got to do this. So long story short, um, I had a friend help me. We took everything that we thought was breakable <laughs> and we locked it in one room and we kind of moved stuff and, and kind of prepared the home, you know, my home, the best you could for, because we didn't know if there's going to be 10 people or what. Yeah. Over 200 people <laughs> come to my house. This like spread like wildfire. Like this guy, yeah. Started telling people, and people started telling people, and I'm like, well, I was like, "I like, who are you? I don't know you. Like, why are you in my home?" And and um, so we had this big party, and, and people had parked their cars way down the street, and and I had uh, earlier in the day, I, I I had gone to the neighbor's house. Hey, we're having a birthday party <laughs> for a friend. If if it gets a little crazy, you know, just come let me know. Don't call the cops, you know. I yeah. like, I'm sure that was suspect. <laughs> and um, uh, sure enough, you know, people are leaving empty beer cans and stuff yeah, in yards. and then the police get called and um gets yeah. broken up and a couple of people get in trouble and uh, for, you know, intoxicated um but it, it, it turns out like this was a big deal this was the place to be this was the thing and um you know i spent a day plus cleaning up and fixing stuff and uh, the yeah. next monday when i went to school um I remember just kind of, you know, feeling ashamed, like, oh, what have I done? You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to look like a fool. You know, I had this party and people got got in trouble and it got broken up. And that was not the case at all. I go to school and like, everybody in the school knows me. <laughs> they all know me. And all of a sudden, I'm like this nobody, you know, or, you know, just kind of this guy that's not really visible to everybody who knows who I am, the teachers, they all know what happened. They're like, yeah, I heard you had a party, you know, and, and it was the talk of the town and and it was like this light bulb went on. Like
0: what just happened?
1: You know, like I, I, like some, I was nobody. And then this party and now every, everybody in the school knows me knows me and they're talking about me. Yeah. And, um, And, you know, so, so, so the reason I share that story, oh, I got in huge trouble with my mom, by the way. Mm, Of course. That's, that's another podcast. But the point of me telling this story (laughs) is the 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 valuable lesson that I learned, uh, which, uh, you know, okay, you shouldn't throw a party in high school if your parents are out of town. But what, can you do in your business? What can you do in whatever passion that you feel compelled to, to, to jump into and, and, pursue? how can you throw the party with what you are doing now? Is that creating online community? Is that creating something in person? Is that what, what, what is that? Is there a way yeah. for you to facilitate those types of things? Because when you can bring people together, you, you right or wrong, the result from that usually is you get elevated uh, in that process, not not from a vanity perspective or ego, yeah. but but when you are bringing uh, ha- producing that type of value for people to come together and have that synergy and and have that networking and have that opportunity to to be together and have those stories of of okay we we came together and and this happened then that that uh, just makes you um, yeah someone that, that they appreciate someone that they value. Um, someone they trust. Even there's like a lot of really amazing benefits from you being the person that, that kind of brings people together. So that's yeah. why I tell that story. I know that was a little long winded and I <laughs> no, appreciate I people love, speaking with me, but that that's, that, that's, that's the takeaway it's throw the party, you know, f- figure out a is, way to throw the party. Because that, that, that is a
0: hilarious story. Yeah. It's one of those things that you see in movies and stuff. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't yep. grow up in the States, so I'm not, right. that's not even a, a thing. That's not a possibility for sure. But yes. I, I I totally. I remember seeing a lot of movies with kids, like teenagers, getting in trouble because they throw. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a party. not
1: always physically throwing a party. It can yeah. it can be a lot of other things. Yeah, it could um, be a
0: lot of other things. And, and it's
1: creating it's, a community in, in a on a you know a Facebook group or in a, in some yeah, other way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just I like just bringing the, people together, finding ways to bring people together.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That takeaway of basically whatever it yeah. is that you can do to bring people together and at this age, it could be a virtual hang, right? Like however small or large, maybe just one or two people other than you, or maybe a Mm -hmm. 10, 20 people, a hundred to whatever it is. I think your key takeaway is, you know, definitely let let people give people a voice and let them come organically because they will come if it's if you are really in the service of getting them heard you know what in whatever shape so I love that analogy and what a great way to wrap up this interview, Jared <laughs> and uh, throw the party uh, throw yep. the party that's yep. that's the that's the takeaway so. Especially you guys who are introverts, I know you guys are like, I don't want to throw a party, but I. Well, you, you, you don't know have what to I, be the
1: the front and center to throw the party, though. You can you can still kind of yes. facilitate and not be the the center of attention. And
0: yeah, and this is actually something that you've done yeah. really beautifully, you and Dan, yeah. and I think particularly for for those of you guys who are you know this is something new for you guys uh i think mm. the takeaway is definitely create that environment in however way in writing uh virtually or in person yes you know when once everything is safe for sure that um just really creates that obviously camaraderie. So Jared, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Why don't you tell everyone where people can find you and, uh, and then we'll wrap up the interview. Uh,
1: The number one place to find me is Talia's podcast. You need to be (laughs) listening to this podcast as often as you can, because you're going to get these nuggets and these little ideas. And over time throughout these different episodes, you're going to piece these things together and it's going to create this wonderful aha moment for what you're up to. Um, So start there, Talia's podcast, but then, if you're looking for me beyond Talia's podcast and only start with Talia's podcast, clear, <laughs> uh, then you can come to podcastmovement.com. If you're wanting to start a podcast, we have a wonderful challenge group uh, that walks you through all the steps. It's free. It's podcastmovement.com slash challenge. And then we have a wonderful virtual conference that's coming up in October and that's virtual.podcastmovement.com uh, where people can check that out and, and uh, be a part of a conference that's going to happen over a couple of days virtually, but it's not in a cheesy way. Like we really have busted out the red carpet, going to have all the uh, amazing um, platforms to to network and and to do things that you would do in person but but online, but not in a hokey kind of like oh, that was lame like we've we really worked hard at figuring this out, so we 're so excited. Uh, to to present a virtual event that's really high quality, and we're we're uh, we're going to bring it. We're going to do a great job, and I, I hope that you'll give it a shot and check it out if you're interested. In podcasting.
0: Amazing, yeah. Jared. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, absolute honor. Thank you so much, Talia. Be sure to hit that follow, subscribe, add, or collect, and give it a thumbs up, and turn on that notification button if you have that on the profile. And let's dive in.